0: Beautiful. So now we are uh, in the uh, recording session. Now, beautiful. Now, let's begin with the conversation. So what I wanted to show you today is a very simple and complete three-step formula that worked really, really well to support people with fungal infection through the stages of their condition. And I specifically want to focus on areas that no one really considers, but if you skip them, that's really, really problematic. So, if you just joined, please grab pen and paper or somewhere to write because it's important. Now, let's begin with an imagining. Okay, so imagine something like that. What if suddenly you were able to help your clients and patients, wherever you are, with fungal infection using simple yet life changing protocols? And what if you suddenly became much more effective therapist when working with this horrible condition? Because it can really mess up the person badly. Like, candida in the mouth raises to free time the chances of having esophageal cancer and oral carcinoma, which is like very serious forms of cancer, OK? So these are very, very like important condition, OK? Even if you're not an expert yet, don't worry. Like I will give you the important tools in this call here. Okay, now does it sign too much when I tell you these kind of things? Well, it shouldn't because I also think I used to think that it was very complicated, but I started to really like spend a lot of time reading like the papers, understanding how it works. And I work, I don't know, I've written free by books on Candida. I've seen tens of people, and I did read and I have I think around 350 videos on YouTube just on this topic here. And it's exciting as long as you understand the way it works okay so like if you want to see these are a lot of things that are done okay so three books on candida and um seven best best selling books in general okay now this is our three step formula so you might want to write this concept down so to be able to deal with fungal infection specifically of, of the genus of candida all the uh, different species of candida there are three things that you need to understand one understanding the enemy so understand what you're dealing with because as you might expect like candida is different than h pylori which is different than i don't know like uh, blastocystis hominis they are all different microorganisms and they all have their own methods to survive like and some of them they've been surviving for millions of years just to give you a context candida was first probably present on planet earth around 150 million years ago as a context that was the time of the dinosaurs the dinosaur disappeared 65 million years ago candida is still around today and it's essentially the same microorganism which was 150 million years ago as a comparison, like perhaps the, the oldest thing that can be compared to us as we are right now is around one million years old. Okay, So it's really like uh, nothing compared to what we have right now. Okay, So like Candida has on us 150 million years of evolution with only one purpose, which is to survive. So you can't really expect to defeat such a formidable opponent with like the, the usual way of dealing with it. And today, I will focus on two areas that no one covers, but they are super important. Next, now, you need to be able to counter its strength. So for Candida to be able to survive 150 million years, it did develop some strengths. But these strengths here, we can actually use them as weaknesses if we understand what they are. And I will teach you what to do in there. And then once we understand the strength and we make them into weaknesses, we deliver the final blow. this is what I will explain to you and help you with today. I think for this one here, I will go full screen so you can see it better. Now, this is the structure of like like a yeast slash fungal cells. It's very interesting because a yeast, uh, a yeast like Candida, is essentially like midway between a plant and an animal. So it does have elements of being like a plant, but it does also have elements of being like an animal okay it's like the meat ground and in here I want you to see two very important things that our cells don't have but Candida does the first one is the cellular wall which I will, I will cover for you in a moment the second is the vacuole okay now the cellular wall for now I just give you some intro it's essentially a much stronger version of our membrane and It essentially gives the possibility to yeasts to filter the vast majority of the antifungal drugs or um, natural remedies. You can go against it. Okay, the vast majority with maybe one exception, which I will give you in a moment. The vacuole is essentially like a large like um, a large container for water and salt. And this is of vital importance. Why? Because you need to remember Candida essentially has two forms. Form number one, yeast form candida. Yeast form candida is harmless, and in some cases it can even be considered to be beneficial. Why? Because it may, it's not fully clear, but it may seem to help with the absorption of vitamin K to make more vitamin K and absorb vitamin K. Okay. Now, about 90% of the human population in the West, no, not 90, 65 to 90% of the human population in the West does have Candida somewhere in the body. Whereabouts? Well, skin, uh, mouth, uh, throat and, and uh, nose area, uh, genital tract and gastrointestinal tract. But of these things, 80% of people, only about 5% of them, they do get any kind of symptoms. The reason why you get symptoms is when Candida switches from the harmless yeast form to the dangerous fungal form. And the vacuole is of paramount importance for this switch here. So we absolutely need to, to consider in our journey, in our plan, to deliver a fatal blow to the cellular world and to really stop the vacuole If we don't do that, everything else that you do is simply going to make the problem, you you can do something about it, but it's not going to solve the problem fully. So let me come back to see you. Is everyone clear with what I said so far, the two elements? Okay, let me go back to my explanation. Now, once again, the two aspects that no one gets right. Like You can watch like, I don't know. 20 videos of Dr. Axe, Dr. Mercola, and they're not wrong when they talk about the situation, but their videos coming from like a generalist, and they're not really specific. Why? Because, like obviously, you can't know everything of, of, of all the topics, right? If you try to be like a person that knows everything of everything, you're gonna know like a little bit of everything, and it's not really going to work. Because for to be able to deal with like pathogen which have been around for millions of years you need to understand exactly how the pathogen works what is the immune response to the pathogen and what to do about that okay so let me focus once again on these two elements the one I put highlighted in yellow the two elements are normally present in plant which are the cellular wall and the vacuole okay and these are not normally present in animal okay and this is an issue because our immune system if not properly trained and supported, doesn't really know well how to deal with these elements here. And I suspect this is the reason why yeast and fungi, they have evolved in that way. So the immune system of the different kinds of animals they have infested, these includes dinosaurs, they can really deal much less with them. Okay, When you're dealing with a bacterium, when you're dealing with a virus, when you're dealing with a parasite, you don't have to deal with this situation right here. Okay, But you have to do that in fungal, and and yeast-based infections, okay? What is the main reason why the human body hasn't really evolved strategy to deal with that? It's probably because between animals and plants, our relation has never been complete war. Plants, normally, they don't damage us. So I think in the millions of years of evolution, simply yeast, they've realized. So normally, animals, they don't target what is plant-based, bang, by doing that, they become really annoying to deal with the situation. Okay, so these two elements, they strongly come into play to support Candida quest for survival, and they reduce your chances of getting rid of it dramatically, unless you understand the next few things that I will tell you. Let's now begin with the cellular wall. Okay, the cellular wall is essentially like a super membrane. So, okay, let me ask you a question, see if you like, if you know this. Like, think about, uh, think about the blood-brain barrier. Fuck, I gave you basically the answer, sorry. <laughs> so I was thinking to ask you about uh, which part of the body is the one which uh, like protects you the most, huh? but I gave you the answer. So the blood-brain barrier is the barrier that we have in the body with the highest level of protection available to humans, OK? This is only like a third of the strength of a cellular wall. Meaning, when you think about, like in humans, like the, the, the blood-brain barrier protects you against a lot of issues True imagine candida has a protection which is three times stronger than our best line of defense now do you see a problem with that do you see like it needs, needs absolutely to be addressed because otherwise you will destroy the more external colonies but candida will just wait and then will be coming back which is the most common thing that happens with people they get better for like six months they go like symptoms free and then boom it comes back crashing down over and over and over again and people have been dealing with this problem here for like 20 years if you read any of the comments of my popular videos on youtube people keep saying oh i i was getting better and now it's back it's been like this for the last 10 years and it's been like that for the last 10 years because you're not addressing one of the most important aspects so let me go back to that now what are the two main components of the cellular wall? please write this down it's mostly made of carbs, okay, complex carbs and proteins. They do have some fatty elements, but mostly the mesh of protection is complex carbs and proteins. To give an idea, this is a very similar structure, although on a much smaller basis, or on a much smaller scale, of like a seed. Okay, think about like um, like chia seeds, think about like pumpkin seeds. If you think about those, they're very well protected. What is the protection of the seed? Well, it's mostly like starch and protein. Okay, So on a smaller scale, every time you think about yeast and you think about any of the genus of Candida, Candida albicans, Candida grabrata, you need to think they're like essentially small seeds and the seed is very well protected. The seed is very difficult to be destroyed unless you understand what you are doing. OK, and why does like uh, yeast like Candida have a cellular wall? Well, because it's designed to create a safe environment. Like humans uh, are not the first type of animals which has tried to destroy these species here. Let's go back to what I was telling you before. Like, do you think the immune system of a dinosaur was happy to have a fungal infection? Obviously, no, they weren't happy even back then. But like the the, the fungi, as evolved to avoid that okay so the reason why they have this strong wall is to be able to create an environment inside which is healthy and is protected from the external wall. okay let me go back to the image i was showing you before okay so this environment here is designed to keep everything healthy in here specifically what the mitochondria and the nucleus because the mitochondria will give the energy to the yeast whereas the nucleus will store the genetic material For the yeast to be able to um, essentially reproduce itself, and to clarify that the yeast essentially one yeast becomes two, and then they become four, and then they become eight. Okay, and this is the process called like exponential growth. Okay, You, you probably have heard that during like COVID, right? Everyone was talking about exponential growth. It's the same thing here. Okay, so do you remember what are the two reasons why a yeast can start to grow? There are two elements for a yeast to be able to grow. Does anyone remember what? Jane is attempted to join multiple times. Uh, yes. Well, I don't know what to do with that. Does anyone remember what are the two elements required for growing a microorganism? Yes, Magda, try.
1: They need to have food supply.
0: Yeah, food is one. And the other one is?
1: It's um, oxygen
0: not necessarily no like can they grow can you grow unlimited amount of species in the same amount of space or do you require space for the species to grow
1: enzymes
0: no no no, you know, my my answer was much okay. easier much easier so you do require food and you do require space okay, okay. so it's not unlimited okay so the reason why You take probiotics to empower your health when you're dealing with, like, a fungal infection or a parasitic infection, is because essentially the amount of food and space in your gastrointestinal tract is not unlimited. Okay, so if we have good bacteria growing, there is literally no space for a pathogen to grow and expand because there is no space and no food. Okay, so always remember this situation right here like, for any pathogen to grow, they need space and they need food. Is that clear? Is that clear? Okay, beautiful. Now, on the next part, you need to remember that the cellular wall can filter most of the common antifungals. And this is true for both natural and pharmaceutical. Now, when I say filter, I'm not saying it completely blocks them out, but it makes them much less bioavailable if the cellular wall has not been dealt with to begin with. Okay, so let's say you take the typical medication for like fresh fluconazole, which if you don't know, I'm going to type that in chat for you, just uh, give you, this is a typical drug. So this is a typical drug uh, prescribed by doctors when people experience like fresh or sometimes even gastrointestinal candida. This is a very powerful antifungal, so it does work very, very well, but If the cellular wall is intact, it's not going to be able to kill the whole colony. So you can kill the external part of the colony, but you won't be able to kill the internal part of the colony. Okay? so has anyone ever heard of oil of oregano as an example? Okay, oil of oregano, it works really, really well and it can like damage the walls of of candida, but only about 20-25%, meaning that the vast majority of the oil of oregano is not able to penetrate in the cellular wall and it might not be enough to kill the microorganism. Now, the only exception to this rule here, which is a maybe exception, in the sense that in vitro, it does seem to be able to work. Whereas in vivo, so in the actual person, we don't know. We don't know whether it actually works or not. But caprylic acid, seems to be between the natural and the pharmaceutical one, the only type of antifungal which can actually penetrate inside of the wall in a percentage superior to 50%, which is the cutoff point, okay? So about 50% of it, more, can enter inside and start to create damage. Now, let me repeat this concept here. This was proven several times in vitro, so we took Candida in a petri dish, we added caprylic acid and it was working. Whether this works in your body or in the body of your clients, that remains to be seen. I believe it does, but obviously like we don't have full uh, confidence. Okay, But obviously, if you want to create like a plan with an antimicrobial, which later we're going to discuss, and we have the biggest amount of evidence of oil of oregano being one of the best ones, uh, You need not oil we're gonna sorry, caprylic acid to be one of the best ones. We need to have that into the plant. Is that clear why? Okay, because it's one of the few we almost know for certain that it will be able to penetrate inside of the wall. Okay, so let me go back and go to the next stage. Now, the next stage is the vacuole. And if you were not paying attention before, the vacuole here is this like large. Large like uh, space here, so it's, it's a large like space inside of the cell, and it's mostly made of water, and it's made of water and salt. These are the main points of the vacuole. Now, Candida cannot go from the harmless form to the damaging form unless the vacuole starts to grow. Okay, so for Candida to be able to go, imagine it's normally like made like a shape, like a like an egg, egg-like shape. For it to be able to grow, it needs to be like changing the position and elongated itself. Okay, that elongation starts from the vacuole. So the vacuole starts to grow and push. Essentially, imagine like this: it starts to grow and push on the membrane here to elongate essentially roots for candida to go into a fungal form. And the difference, like the fungal candida has all of these roots here, which can dig into your body. And cause a lot of damage. Okay, so these uh, these I'm gonna put this in um, in chart for you. These um, like uh, structure are called hyphen. Okay, I put that in uh, in chart for you. hyphae. hyphen means the root-like structure that Candida uses to penetrate and become not just a single cell but a colony of cells. Okay, now. To clarify and please uh, perhaps you w- we want to write this down a person does not experience symptoms unless candida is already in the fungal form okay so if someone has symptoms they have uh, the itching in the genital tract they have some pain they have like bloating due to candida when they do have the symptoms candida is already fungal so it means that it's already like digging holes Into your body, really damaging the structure of the mucosal tissue in your body. Is that clear? So, yes, Candida, you don't notice it. You can have it, but you don't notice it. And this is what could happen. Imagine like you never had Candida before, you never had thrush before, and you need to take antibiotics because you have a very bad chest infection, and the alternative would be dying. So, you take that. And then in the week after you take the antibiotic, you start to get the fresh, you never you never had it before. Now you had the Candida inside before, okay, it was there, which is present in the vast majority of the population, but normally your friendly bacteria were able to keep it at bay. By taking the antibiotics, you have upset this delicate balance and now Candida can grow unchallenged, okay? Because Candida is immune to the antibiotic and therefore it's going to find what? Space, which has been left from the urine bacteria dying, and food. Okay, because the bacteria are not taking that food. Now it can grow. And when Candida starts to grow, it is much better for Candida to go into the fungal form. Okay, because it's simply better to get food out of you when it does have a lot of like roots to dig in the body and reach the blood vessel and, and extract two things, sugar and iron. Okay, these are the main nutrients for Candida, sugar and iron, sugar meaning glucose and iron. Is that clear? Is everyone clear? So let me go back to here. So the main reason for the vacuole to start to grow is when the vacuole is bound to the one of the strongest uh, natural estrogens in a lady called estradiol. Okay. So estradiol is one of the most powerful estrogen. Um, I mean, I say in a lady, it can happen in a man too, but obviously women tend to have. Much more elevated levels of estradiol for two reasons, which I'm going to cover in a moment. Okay, so estradiol enters Candida, it binds the vacuole, pushing the vacuole to now be able to create the root like structure. This cannot happen until there is at least some estradiol. Okay. Which is one of the main reasons why, on average, being a woman is a much more uh, dangerous situation compared to being a man, when you have fresh candida and fungal infections in general. By the sheer amount of the of the sheer amount of the estrogens, candida can actually grow in a much better way. Okay, so normally, imagine like for candida, what does candida need to grow? It needs essentially like a warm, moist. An estrogen-rich environment—that's basically the vaginal tract. Like You're describing perfectly the vaginal tract, and that's the reason why, like nine out of nine times out of ten, uh, genital candida is present in women and not in men. And sometimes, I mean, if 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 someone has unprotected sex when they they someone with a lady who has candida, they can get candida on on the on the male apparatus, it it, it does work, but normally short-lived because it's not as designed to grow in that specific environment, okay? So is everyone clear why, unfortunately, being a lady is, uh, you get the short end of the stick if uh, there is Candida. It's simply like a matter of, environment. Now, I'm going to put two things in chat. So um, to, there are two reasons, two, two specific type of this estradiol that really make candida grow exponentially. Okay. So the first one is called 17 beta estradiol. I put that in chat. And this is natural. As your period approaches, you produce more 17 beta estradiol. Okay. The second one is, is called estradiol. Okay? Estradiol. And this one here is a synthetic form of the same hormone. Do you know where it's very easy to find ethanyl estradiol? Whereabouts? Pill. Yeah. Like the contraceptive pill is a disaster for Candida, especially the contraceptive pill when it does have etinyl estridium. Like it's so common that this is going to make the situation grow even more. Why? Because on top of your natural estridium, you're feeding the body with another form of estridium that Candida can use and grow. Do you see the disaster which is happening in that specific scenario if you don't take good care? Okay, now just to give you some data, in the UK, there are about 4.4 million women with a condition known as PMS or PMT. Which essentially is an increase, in most cases, is an, is a decreased detoxification of 17 beta estradiol or an increased accumulation of 17 beta estradiol in the body. So, having PMS of PMT is also an antecedent for having like fungal candida because simply it accumulates in the body. So, this is something that absolutely needs to be addressed. And no one is addressing this problem here. It's like absolutely like stupid. That people don't do that. Like it's incredible. Like everyone thinks about like antifungal antifang- does nothing if you don't take good care of this scenario right here. Okay. Now the membrane of the vacuole is also similar to the cellular wall, which means it's also very well protected. Okay. So now we have essentially imagine to destroy Candida, you have to like assault the. The, the casino. So you have to be able to break through the, the external walls of the casino, and then you have to be able to break through the walls of the vault, which is the vacuole. And you need to be able to do both. If you don't do one or the other, that um, candida will be able to come back, period. And that's the reason why it does come back. And that's the reason why like millions of people around the world like suffer with this condition. Here, like intermittently, it goes away, it comes back, it goes away, it comes back. Okay, so before I introduce the next step, is everyone clear on on, the, on where we are so far? Okay, beautiful. Let's add another very important piece of the puzzle. So, what I'm about to share with you applies to the whole Candida genus. Okay, so it's all, not just Candida albicans. It could be Candida glabrata, Candida tropicalis, Candida Lusitania, or all of the most uh, common forms of Candida What I'm about to share applies to all of them. Okay, so if you had a stool test and and you had Candida Gabrata, what I'm about to share does work also on Candida Gabrata. Okay, so you must use an approach that considers two elements. Okay, first, the cellular wall and the vacuole wall will have to be destroyed. You absolutely must do that. If you don't do that, you're not doing your, your job properly and you're not helping your clients. Actually, I'm talking to you like you had candida, because I'm used to do that on, on the YouTube channel. Let, let me rephrase: When you support a client with this specific situation here, you must address step one, which is the cellular wall and the vacuole. They both need to be destroyed. What are they made of? They're made with carbs, which act as a sort of like a cement to the proteins, which add, uh, with which they work. As the, as the bricks, okay? So it's, imagine it's like a wall, it's made of bricks, which are the proteins, and the cement is made of essentially starch, which holds everything together. Step one, clear? clear? Okay, beautiful. The second is very important. Estradiol detoxification must be enhanced. If someone, if you prescribe a candida or a fungal infection in general, a support plan without a, like strongly working on the detoxification of histidine, your plan is wrong. It's absolutely wrong because each time histidine will bind like to the vacuole, candida will go fungal again. Even if it's just like a tiny amount of candida, slowly it will start to regrow, and like three to six months down the line, boom, the person will come back. Like, the the, the problem will come back. And that's the last thing you want, because it's very disheartening to think you are getting better in a health condition only for the problem to come back later. That's the last thing that you want, Okay, You really leave the client disheartened thinking, I thought the issue was over. No, it's not. It's coming back, and it might become even worse, Okay, So absolutely, you must address e do detoxification. Obviously, I, I do not have the time in a one-hour talk to go through everything, but in a moment, I will help you with a couple of supplements for you to be able to do that and support that because it's absolutely important. Let me come back to you and have a look at you. Are we clear on the e-studio detoxification and why that needs to be done? You can't skip that point. Is that clear? Okay, beautiful. Now, let me show you like two supplements. So I, I've gotten these two supplements from amazon randomly and in a moment i will show you the 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 best ones of the two so the first one if you start to read it you will see something interesting there is caprylic acid and there are two things protease and cellulase okay so that's an interesting point right protease and cellulase what are those anyone remember they are Yes, Magdalena. Enzymes. Yeah, enzymes. Which essentially they break down carbs and proteins. Proteins. Yeah. So do you see exactly why this supplement here is designed with a good idea? Because this supplement here is designed by someone who understands the biology of what they're trying to destroy. Cellular wall, vacuole wall, they both are made of carbs and protein. Carbs act as like the glue where the proteins they act as the bricks so we must break that down okay so if you go back here as you can see this supplement here makes sense why because it does contain naturally one of the two one of the probably only nutrient which can already cross the cellular wall which is caprylic acid plus it's like okay we know oil of oregano um like black walnut uh reishi mushroom they can all damage candida aloe aloe vera they can all damage candida but they can't damage candida if they reach the external part of the seed and they can't get inside so what do we do well we provide with proteases and cellulases to break down the walls extremely important to break down the walls and then everything can get in in a beautiful way when this passage is not considered You can still kill some of the colonies and you can help the person go symptom free it's not completely wrong but the issue will come back why because simple as that like you're killing imagine like this is like the overgrowth you're killing the external part okay and that's already okay because the the more you reduce the numbers of the colonies the less the person is going to experience the symptoms so the person will improve but that's not really your goal your goal is not to be a good therapist Your goal is to be an absolute monster which stops the problem once and for all, and that's it. That's it. Let me tell you something extremely important. You will always struggle to make money as a therapist if you're just a good therapist. Good therapists, they need to really like lick the bottom of the barrel just to get like one lousy client for like a very limited amount of time. On the other side of the spectrum, if you are an absolute unstoppable therapist, that changes the game completely. Okay? You can't be superficial in this kind of thing, it doesn't work okay so and imagine your reputation if you follow like a plan and the problem comes back that doesn't really reflect good on you Do you see my point okay so it's very important to take it to the next stage so let me show you once again the other supplement so the other supplement is not stupid fully per se because it does have some caprylic acid which is fine and if you ask me does garlic kill Candida both in vitro and in vivo? The answer is absolutely yes, but garlic cannot penetrate the wall. So, like the majority of the nutrients in here, oregano, grapefruit seed, uh, aloe vera, which it's true that they can kill Candida, but if these two elements here are not functioning as intended, well, I'm afraid that's really not going to do its job properly. Doesn't mean that this supplement here is pointless, no. It means that this supplement here is probably not going to be able to deal with the problem fully, which means that the problem will eventually come back, okay? Now, the supplement, the first supplement is this one here. The brand is called Supplements U and it's Candida Complex. This is like the, the UK version um but this specific formula the one i was showing you here you can find it in several different brands okay so this one is the easiest one to be found on amazon for the uk but you can find exactly the same formula in the u.s uh, australia like i think what they did thoroughly someone someone who understood candida came out with a solution and then they sold like the formula to several different places so they can essentially make some money. I think they sell the formula. They do some sort of like franchise, not franchising, like uh, affiliate. And so the person can take it everywhere. Okay. So this one is the easiest one to be found in the UK. Supplements You is the brand. This is how it looks and it can be found on Amazon. Uh, Elina, is Supplements You. Supplements U. one you read on the top. Supplements You. That's the name of the brand everyone clear okay can anyone now spot why this works better than the other the reason why this works better than the other okay perfect so whether you when you choose something for your client please absolutely make sure that it does contain proteases and cellulases specifically the word cellulase because this is specifically designed to break down the walls of uh, yeast and fungi Okay, so this is essentially very similar to the enzyme that a cow has in the stomach, which allows a cow to extract actual food from grass. Okay, you and I, as a human being, if we start to eat grass the whole day, I mean, we're going to get some energy out of it, but mostly after a while, we, we need to eat something else or we will die. Like a cow can do that all the time. The reason why, it does have a very similar enzyme to this one here, which allows it to break down the walls and it allows you to be able to essentially digest that specific food. Okay, this is the same enzyme that you need should you want to break down uh, chlorella. Okay, do you remember chlorella? You always need to have pulverized chlorella because the cellular walls of chlorella they are very similar to the cellular walls of candida. So you either break them down so you can absorb it, or if you have full chlorella, which is with the walls. You're not going to be able to break it down. Not going to be able. Like you're going to be able to break down only about 10%. So it's extremely important that a supplement to deal with Candida has these two elements. It's absolute of paramount importance. This is even truer if Candida is present in a biofilm. Okay? In a biofilm, often with other... Sometimes it does a biofilm with Clostridia, a for, for, type of bacterium, bacteria known as Clostridia. They often work very, very well together, and they empower one another. If there is a biofilm, um, yeah, Christina, I, was, I see, I read your mind, right? Right? <laughs> uh, that's absolutely, absolutely, um, absolutely true. Absolutely, the point which could be of absolute help. If you wanted to make that even stronger you could even add like as a digestive enzyme like a lipase okay because sometimes the biofilm they do have a further element of fat okay so you can add like a lipase into the picture to make it even more even more effective okay so if the stool test shows an overgrowth of clostridia which is the more, the most common one or overgrowth of um, staphylococci then Assume there is a biofilm. It means that the plant needs to last for longer, okay? Because, like Clostridia and Staphylococci, specifically Staphylococcus mutans, really like Candida. They really get well together and they work super well. As an example, like in the most severe cases of um, cavities, it's often not just the bacteria, but it's the bacterium plus the candida that does. Like when you think about people with horrible, like dark cavities, even if they don't eat too much sugar, there is often a biofilm between a bacterium and candida in the mouth, which is really devastating. Like if you if you Google that, if you Google, like, uh, I put in here, like biofilms, uh, let me put it in the chat, biofilms, candida, teeth. Uh, you can really see some very grim and scary images of the amount of damage that can be done and imagine if something can make that kind of damage to a tooth which is essentially bone. imagine the kind of damage that it can do to your like intestinal wall or the vaginal tract is absolutely scary absolutely scary i don't know if the growth of, of Staphylococcus is present with jenny then that's not the, the, the training for you, right? <laughs> it's a different different story, okay? This story is assuming there is Candida, not other microorganism. okay? Now, eStudio-wise, so remember, the detoxification of eStudio is absolutely super important, okay? So one of my favorite ones, and also in terms of pricing, in, in the sense that it's not horribly expensive, like on my book, I have a better one, which I don't remember the name right now. If you want, let's have a look at the book. Uh, but it's like 45 pounds per month. This one here is about 15, 20 pounds per month. So it's much uh, cheaper option. And it does have indole-free carbonyl, calcium di and black pepper to increase the absorption. The The name here is Lifetropic. Uh, let me actually copy this for you. Can't copy it. What if I do this and I put that in chat uh, for you. In here. I'm asking because sometimes as you mentioned, there must be a film. No, I said if candida and staphylococcus are present, there must be a biofilm. Like they need to be present together for them no. I mean, staphylococcus may have a biofilm on its own, but what I'm talking about right now is the biofilm with Staphylococcus and Candida. Okay. In chat you can find the, the name of the 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 supplement i'm showing you on the slides right here so this one here is really really nice in detoxification of estrogens. it really supports it can really support people with pms pmt it's really like a beautiful product that said if the person keeps taking the contraceptive pill and they 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 don't lose weight they they didn't do anything they don't change the diet don't expect this to be a miracle okay obviously you need to remember the more fat cells a person has, or so the more overweight the person is, the more the adipocytes, the fat cell, the more they produce extra uh, estrogens. Okay, that's part of the game. Okay, so obviously, in a candida approach to someone who's overweight or obese, you also need to consider weight loss because otherwise, you're going to empower the yeast back to the fungal form. It's very very important that's the, the good the good news is when someone normally goes into a candida diet which is quite restrictive and they might stay on the diet for about six months so then there are very good chances that some of the weight will come down okay but remember the estro complex that i'm showing you right here it is really powerful but it can't change the game when someone is not doing um and not really take good, good care of that is dim any good? Yeah, I mean it's all right. It's all right. You can add dim on top of this one here, but I wanted to try and keep like the expenses as low as possible. But dim is another decent option. Okay. Now I have a question for you before we start to discuss how to apply this into uh, real life, and this is my question. But something is missing here, right? So what step is missing on what we are dis- discussing here? So I gave you. Half of the solution, there is one step missing. Magdalena, go ahead.
1: We need to starve them a bit. Uh, No. So we we should stop supplying the food for them.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. No, no, no. But it's a step missing. Let's assume we've already done that. It's the final step which is missing here. Okay. So Zoe is saying probiotics. Yeah, that's okay. But there is an actual step which is missing. Come on folks this is like the simplest question
1: to address stress
0: yeah yeah, i mean yes but that's not that's not what what I want here (laughs) come on folks if you are improving detoxification is that enough to improve detoxification or do you have to improve something else oh
1: bowel movements
0: yeah of course of course thank you lee okay so you always have to consider yeah detoxification and elimination okay if you don't do that is an absolute disaster let me tell you why okay please write this down because like this is the one of the main reasons people mess up their hormones okay you can support the liver as much as you want but as you support the liver your liver will make any kind of toxin or any kind of hormone much more water soluble okay please write this down much more water soluble if something is water soluble is it easier or harder for it to move in the body easier or harder much easier okay so why is that the case why do we make them more water-soluble because we excrete toxins and extra and extra hormones from where sweating uh, urination defecation is that clear so all of these are based on water but if something stays in the stool for too long or if it stays in the urine for too long it will eventually be reabsorbed okay In the large intestine, in the large intestine, you only reabsorb one nutrient. That nutrient is water. If your stool is sitting in the large intestine for three days, I'm sorry, the excessive estrogens they will be back with water into the system, messing up the situation worse and worse and worse, Okay, So it's of paramount importance to reach on a daily basis for you and your client 30 30 grams of fiber plus two liters of water per day minimum this is not debatable, OK? The person needs to be able to go to the toilet to defecate. And it needs to be like a substantial defecation every single day, no exception. If you go twice, I'm even happier, OK? This is so important. It doesn't have to be like, like forgive the French, just a tiny bit of poo. It needs to be like a good amount, OK? I'm trying to use words which are like uh, not too disgusting, but that's the point. Like You have to have like a good poo daily, twice per day, even better. Because, let me remind you once again, focusing on the estrogen, the estrogen will go into the the stool, and if it sits in your large intestine, water is continuously re-extracted from the stool because to survive, and something water soluble will go with water if you don't eliminate it fast. There is no way out of that, okay? I can tell you for a fact that about I think about 75% of people with PMS and PMT would improve the situation by simply increasing water and fiber, that's it. If they were to eliminate more, they will get better, okay? And to give you some more clarification before I start to discuss the business side, let me be very clear. Like eating fruits and vegetables is not enough for you to be able to reach the 30 grams of fiber unless you calculate that and you know what you're doing. Because let's take, one broccoli head, one medium-sized broccoli head. Do you have an idea roughly how many grams of fiber you have in one medium-sized broccoli head? Does anyone have any idea? Yeah, a bit more than what Magdalena. Magdalena says five is between six and seven, depending on the size, okay? Which means, unless you eat five broccoli heads per day, then we might have a problem, okay? So you absolutely need to calculate what you're doing. Obviously, if you have, broccoli, you have apples, you have black beans, and you have, I don't know, like uh, flaxseed or, or porridge, then you're, you should be fine. But should be fine, it does not mean will be fine. So when you do create like a plan, please use any kind of, of calculator of or, or the fiber to have a look if your diet that you're prescribing reaches the 30 grams of fiber. If it doesn't, you need to fix it. And it's your responsibility, not the client's responsibility. They are paying you, they're giving their hard-heard money to get to a solution, and you can't skip this step here. And I, it annoys me because I see so many people skipping this step, both on your diet and on the client's diet. Okay, this is not debatable. Like it does not make any sense to support the detoxification if you're not supporting the elimination. You're actually harming the person. Is that clear? Because in phase one, imagine you, you you support the detoxification of the liver of a smoker. You're making an absolute disaster because the toxins coming from the from from the smoke. Then after phase one, they become easier for them to go around the body if the person does not go to the toilet and defecate. You're literally harming the person. That's not the job of a therapist, that's the job of someone who is making a big mistake. Okay, and I'm sorry, but this needs to be calculated. Okay, what can you use to calculate? I think this is the, the app I normally use. Yazio, I put that in chat. You can use a chronometer. And you don't have to do it all the time just calculate three days and if you know that for three days fiber was i don't know 20 20 grams then add something okay to give you an idea like if you have like a like a like a tetra brick of organic uh, black beans from sainsbury's okay one breaker, so this is the size, gives you 25 grams of fiber. Done. Super easy, okay? But it needs to be calculated. Eating like spinach. Oh, I eat spinach. Spinach are food in, good in fiber. Well, it's true. But it's two grams of fiber every 100 grams. It means that if you just do it with spinach, you have to eat more than a, than a kilo of spinach. You're not going to eat more than a kilo of spinach. Come on. Let's be very clear. If you do it with apple, apple is the single best way in the natural world to get pectin, apple pectin, which is the best fiber to go to the toilet for defecation. One medium apple gives you between 1.5 and 2 grams of fiber. Do you eat 20 apples in a day? Probably no, right? Unless you're my friend Tommaso, who is like a fructarian, in which case, fine. But most people don't do that. okay? And it is your job and your responsibility as a uh, therapist to do all of this part here. And it goes back to what I was saying before. I'm sorry, but there are literally zero chances of you being able to be an, a great therapist if you don't address all of these situations here. And you can't address every single issue of every simple health condition if you're not a specialist in one area. There is simply not enough time to do to be able to do everything. Okay, I know everything that there needs to know on Candida, and, and now I'm moving to open a new channel on insomnia. So it's two topics. But for Candida, it took me about five years, 300 YouTube videos, three best selling books to get to the level of understanding that I have right now. And I have a lot of time to dedicate to this. Okay. Not everyone has. Okay. So you can't really expect to be able to, to, to be very effective on Candida, very effective on blastocytes, very effective on Staphylococcus, very effective on migraine, very effective on IBS. It doesn't make any sense. And if you're not absolutely great in solving the problem for your client, then you do have a problem, okay? Now, let me discuss with you this last 10 minutes what to do with this info. So all I told you right now is nice, useful, but this info must be used to help people, okay? To help people, you must see clients. And to see clients, you need to learn how to attract them and convert them, okay? This is an absolute paramount or important piece of the puzzle. Okay? Now, you can spend as much time as you want watching webinars, uh, reading papers, and all this kind of stuff. But you will only learn how to really deal with what the client can do by actually applying these to people. Okay. And I know this because I made the same mistake five years ago in my first Candida bestselling book. That book was an explosion of sales. £27,000 in six weeks of sales. But you know what everyone told me from that book? I love your book. I can't follow the diet. So, that book, what happened? It's been re- retired from the market because it was garbage. Like, it was scientifically good and it was an, an interesting. But if someone can't follow the diet because it was too difficult, well, I'm sorry. Like, it's my responsibility as a therapist to remove that garbage from the market and be like, sorry, but that was not the way it works. Okay. So, and you can only do that when you have exposure to the client feedback from the client and you change your approach you can't do that by just going to webinar looking at approaches of other people or a doctor or whatever says that this is the approach and then you never use it there is no point there is absolute no point okay so let me go back to what i was saying okay so you have three skills that you need to develop as a profession as a health professionals okay skill number one and these are in the right order skill number one the capacity and skill to attract clients. So client's attraction is number one. Second is the capacity or skill of creating conversion, which is when they buy from you. And then third is the capacity of skill of creating satisfaction, which is what I was saying at the beginning. Obviously, if people pay you, you need to deliver the results. You need to be able to help them for real. Now, 95% of the therapists they see, they spend all of their time in client satisfaction, learning more, PhD, um, CPDs, all of these kind of things, which are completely pointless if you don't do one, two, uh, before, okay? Because let me remind you, if you don't see people, I'm sorry, you're not a therapist. You're a scholar, you are a student, but you're not a therapist. You can't absolutely learn how to deal with clients if you don't deal with clients. Okay, and no matter how many PhDs, no matter like it doesn't matter, you have to see people for you to be able to see what works in the real world and what are the things that I need to create in my program to support my clients more for them to be able to get the results. Okay, that's the most important part because when the client comes to see you, they are in a position of discomfort. It is your job to guide them in a position of comfort, that is your job. There is nothing else like. No one cares about you have a master's degree, a PhD, it doesn't matter. What people matter is like, I come to see you and I have candida, I need to leave you and feeling better with no candida, period. There is no other way around it. Is that absolutely clear for all of you? Sorry, I lost you. Okay, beautiful, okay. So let me finally finish my rant and then I let you ask me the, the questions, okay? So this is the ugly truth so if you don't take care of stage one and two which is clients attraction and clients conversion are really willing to let go of your dreams because you can't have a successful practice if you don't get people into the practice to begin with do you see my point here it's like oh i really want to help people but i don't know how to attract people to do and it's like a vicious cycle it doesn't really work okay and you need to think about this the more titles you, 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 you get, the more webinars you go to, all of these kinds of scenarios, you spend more money, but that kind of money is not going to come back if you don't see people and you actually have a business. Okay, That's an expensive hobby. And if you're happy to have an expensive hobby, by all means, do it. Okay, But if you want to call yourself a therapist, you need to work and see this kind of people. Okay, So please make the decision today to make into the priority to decide to work on what? To work on your client's attraction, and your client's conversion before you spend more time in the satisfaction. Over the course of the next weeks, I will do, I think, three more classes on the three elements of deep sleep. Okay, So I will do these three more classes, and I will do the same thing that I'm doing today. I will explain what needs to be done, but then we need to make it into practice. Okay, I don't want here people who just collect CPDs or collect uh, Info and they never use it because it's pointless. Like it's really pointless, and you need to understand that. Okay, so before I give you the QA, if you want and if you want to learn a bit about how to master these two stages, I'm gonna give you a link now in chat. You can book a conversation with me, and let me put it in here. Uh, The conversation is absolutely free. We discuss your health package, we discuss where you are, we discuss uh, if you're doing any of the mistakes and what to do about that. It's very simple. Um, I'm not going to be annoying. I'm not going to be super salesy or anything like that. I will hear what you have to say. I will tell you what I think. And then if what I think and what you think we could work together, I will tell you at a certain stage, do you want me to tell you what I do? If you say no, that's it. If you want to say yes, I can guide you through in a a one to one setting. That's it. That's the, the whole thing. But nevertheless. These are 40 minutes dedicated on you on how to be able for you to be able to get more clients attraction and clients conversion. Because these are the two of the three parameters of a successful a successful practice. And skipping them does not really work. Is everyone clear? Everything? OK, so let's do some um, Q&A. So does anyone have any questions related to the topic? Don't ask me like a question on. It's not related to the topic anything that you need guidance with when it comes to uh, fungal overgrowth candida overgrowth uh, um, anything yes magda
1: i run future old tests and we have uh, markers for for candida but we also have markers for aspergillus and the questions i have mm-hmm. would the approach would be similar with antifungals you know the whole idea because i know they, they all they all create those nasty forms yeah. Uh,
0: yeah 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 so um assume that like what we have discussed today will also have an impact on aspergillus because it also has similar structure okay mm-hmm. so i think you have good chances that if you address candida like we were discussing today you will also address aspergillus okay mm-hmm. so i would go with an approach for at least three months huh, before you repeat the test okay but it is an important part to, is it for you madrid is, is it for yourself
1: uh, or for a client my, no it's my my husband
0: okay perfect um so this is the issue ah this is very important Uh, so Magda the problem is like both of these two microorganisms, aspergillus more than Candida they produce neurotoxins okay and and the neurotoxins from fatigue yeah but not just that, like something else so they travel from the enteric nervous system they travel through the vagus nerve and they reach the brain okay and they cause anxiety and panic if you remember that we had this conversation about about um, your husband right before mm. and i think this could be one of the reasons because essentially they make the neurons ready to fire up a bit more and that's and that makes the situation much harder so i think you absolutely need to clear the the the, the digestive tract for at least three months uh, and then repeat the test to see where you stand Thanks. okay uh, or three or even six months
1: yeah. So what what we've done we've done it before. Yeah. It worked beautifully, but it bounced back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because because you, you like you often need to do it with an on and off approach. But Magda, you have in our group uh, my book. So download my book that teaches you how to do that. Okay. Uh, like because you need to do like an on and off approach uh, to deal with the situation. So going back like, then in our course and uh, you click it and you download my book and you can mm-hmm. have it uh, all mm-hmm. of the approach. Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. Um i think that could be one of the reasons why your husband is getting like uh, more un- anxious exactly. because because it really it's really frying the neurons it's very similar to what what the virus does and let me not name it because otherwise mm-hmm. we're gonna get the, the the video flagged when i put it on youtube uh but the virus does very similar it damages the the, the membrane of the neurons and it makes it very difficult for, for the neurotransmitter to enter the neurons it's such a complicated uh, scenario okay so in that case uh, also increase uh, omega-3 because we need to make okay. the membrane flexible and uh, also decrease omega-6 and trans fat no mm-hmm. trans fat whatsoever for, for the approach of three months at least okay okay beautiful does anyone I'm, have any I'm other one more question okay go on
1: one more question i'm i'm only research starting researching there is uh, there is fungi on the skin which is called malassezia and yeah. they cause a lot of things like for foliculitis dermatitis yeah and i was thinking because they also c- uh, create colonies with other bacteria do yeah. you think this approach diet wise mm-hmm. would be also you know um important uh, to approach i know it's skin but um yeah you know when you use topicals the fungi you know is coming back is coming back then become more resistant with, because they cro- um, bounce with bacteria so yeah you, you, you need to do
0: it both ways so okay. if you just do what i told you internally for something on the skin it's not going to be enough why because okay. like like all of this is going to deal with the situation internally and the skin is not one of the major ways, like it's not a priority for the body. Yes. But it, it, some of it will go to the skin, okay? Not enough to destroy it, but to support that. But if you combine it with a, with a topical approach, then it's going to work. And I think, mm-hmm. Magda, what you do with the microneedling can be of help because the microneedling will actually break down the biofilm. Yes, so,
1: and you use antimicrobials with combination. Yeah. Yeah. They, they
0: exactly. yeah 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 <laughs> so magdalena that uses like a microneedling pen to to remove scars and all of this kind of stuff and that would break the biofilm so if you were to use antimicrobials internally and externally like topically and internally after you do the the, the, the needling 100 percent you will destroy the biofilm like mm-hmm. that's <laughs> a, a guarantee and um like i don't fully know uh Malassezia, so but it's reasonable to expect that what works in a fungal infection will work at least uh, decently uh, with another fungal infection so but yeah i think if you combine what we said today with with a topical approach with also something which scrub the skin to break down the biofilm i think that would be more than enough to deal with the situation Mm
1: -hmm. okay thank you
0: no problem does anyone else have any other other question anyone you were, were you paying attention at least I hope so. Now you gave me like decent amount of answers. Okay, so um, I think next week I will start the series on insomnium, I think, if I have time to prepare it. So I think there will be three more of these uh, talks here. So I will uh, uh, invite you, if you are a friend of mine on Facebook, I will invite you. Otherwise, friend me on Facebook and then I can invite you directly. Uh, because once I create the event, I can click uh, something like uh, invite and I can invite the whole list. So if you're not friends and you want to be invited, just add me as friend and we can do that. And finally, uh, I can also stop the